And hello, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in to the FTI Combat Sports Show here on the FTI Network. My name is Chris Asbrock, and I'm joined here by Jen Kim. We are brought to you by a a brand new sponsor of ours, Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Uh, with two brand new locations uh, that are opening up. Uh, the first one in South Lebanon at 400 Corwin Nixon Boulevard in South Lebanon, Ohio. That one's already open. Let me tell you what, it is absolutely making a killing. Uh, the next location, uh, the Mason location at 9540 Mason Montgomery Road um, in Mason, Ohio. That location is, has yet to be opening up. Um, I do know firsthand that it will be opening up in a couple weeks. Um, but make sure you check out Dickies.com. Uh, it's got you know all the information you're going to need. Uh, so make sure you check out uh, Dickies.com, Dickies Barbecue Pit. Uh, so we want to thank them for being a uh, brand new sponsor of the FTI Combat Sports Show and actually the whole FTI Sports uh, landscape here and uh, and and our products. So we want to thank them very much. Well, we're back here for the first time in a while. Uh, my schedule, uh, baseball schedule, that it is has kind of. Uh, Tossed a wrench into some things, but uh, we wanted to get something uh, posted here within, you know, within a couple days here of the the massive fight, the Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather fight. Uh, there's been a lot of news going around here, Jen, about uh, you know the past couple uh, past couple days in the world of combat sports. Well, I didn't even ask how you were doing. I apologize. How are you doing? Okay. I'm, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm feeling a lot better before, but uh, no. Okay, hey, fair I'm enough. I, that one's yeah. on me. I'll take full responsibility. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Good to be back. Well, you know, this is the biggest fight of the, in our generation, I'll say for sure. Uh, I have to agree. I, can't, I cannot say it will be the best fight, but it will definitely be the biggest fight. You know, I, you know what? This is... And I, I know obviously we'll get into it a little more, um, but the, I think a lot of it is going to come down to, well, I'll just, I'm going to hold off on that. We'll wait sure. till we get to it. But uh, one thing that is going to be, that's going to impact mm-hmm. this is the, the no, the nose. How about the news mm-hmm. of John Jones? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm struggling, man. It's, it's been a while. I'm, so is John I, I, Jones. I'm rusty, man. It's okay. So is John Jones. <laughs> it's, it's rusty. <laughs> yeah. It's so, yeah, the news of uh, John Jones, uh, it came down uh, a couple days ago that Dana White in the UFC had stripped John Jones of his of his uh, light heavyweight title mm-hmm. and suspended him indefinitely. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Um, he was busted for uh, a hit and run. He's facing felony charges for a hit and run to where he uh, hit a, a pregnant woman. Um, you know, in, in her car, she ended up with a broken arm, and luckily, mm-hmm. it could have been much worse than what Definitely. it was. Um, I saw the picture of his car, the rented car the yeah. SUV. It was completely wrecked. Yeah, the I, phone was gone. I I, I had seen that same yeah. picture. Uh, reports are that he took off, but it came back to uh, to get basically what some cash I yep. think, and police a lot of found, cash. Yeah, a lot of cash is what uh, I saw a witness mm-hmm. had stated, but. He forgot the pipe, though. He forgot the pipe. I was gonna say the police found uh, some marijuana yeah. in his uh, in his car. Yeah, so that's that's a big problem. But if he was intoxicated and forgot about it, yes, one of those side effects. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, see, basically what it comes down to is John Jones is he's facing some serious charges here yes. on this, and he he's had a rough year. Let's you know, let's just be honest rough here. A few years, and you know, he had a DWI back in the day. Yeah, just got caught, you know, or got po- tested positive for cocaine, the cocaine opiates, or whatever. Um, uh-huh. With his last fight with uh, Daniel Cormier, um, but I think that in this case, the 
having basically what the UFC did, they, they stripped John Jones and they removed him from the card. Which, I mean, heading into a UFC 187, uh, it's gonna be I mean, it's a massive card. I mean, a massive yeah. Anthony card. Rumble Johnson, man. I, know. I was looking forward to that fight so much because I know how tough that guy is. I heard he's hits really really hard, and DC's looking forward to fight him, but. You know, everybody's mad. You know, bottom line is, not only John Jones is mad at himself, but everybody's mad at him. UFC's mad at him. Reebok just dropped him. I know. Muscle Tech just dropped him. He's, everybody's mad. All the well, fighters are mad, too. Oh, I know. Fight the best. That's, that's the thing, is now you have, with them stripping the with them stripping him of the title, now you have Daniel Cormier, who they, he was set to fight in June. Mm-hmm. I think it was June 6th, I believe, is yep. when it was. Supposed to fight Ryan Bader. Yeah. They moved him up to now fight Anthony Rumble Johnson for the vacant light heavyweight title, the interim title. Um, but th- there's a lot of there's still a lot of firepower on this card. Mm-hmm. However, having John Jones as your main event, you know that's something. You know that, that's something in and of itself. I mean, I mean pound for pound, best. Yeah, probably, probably. But having him taken out of UFC and MMA out, you know, in general, takes a toll on that sports. Exactly. Know? The fans. Well, see, that's one thing I wanted to bring up with you. With we have Mayweather Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. In in two days mm-hmm. on Saturday, mm-hmm. that's a hundred bucks. Yeah, hundred dollar pop right there if yep. you wanna if you wanna order that pay per view. Exactly. You know, less than basically twenty days later, or twenty or twenty one days later, you have UFC one eighty seven. Could have been a blockbuster. As well. I mean, most fight fans aren't gonna be paying for both. Right. You and know, Jared's <laughs> trying to find a way to watch the boxing. You know. Yeah, and depending on the result. Or how boring it could possibly be, it could change things around for UFC as well, and maybe fans will refocus on the MMA. Exactly. I mean, this, I mean, this is a tough. One. I mean, but if you look at the card, I mean, the UFC 187 card. You know, Cormier Johnson. You got Weidman, Vitor Belfort, uh, Cerrone's on there, Arlovsky's on there, Travis Brown, Joseph Benavides, John Moraga. You have a loaded card, and I mean, the preliminary card is you know. Jacked as well. Yeah, that's a big you look, card. Yeah, I mean, you're Ryan Weidman. That's everybody wants to see that. Oh yeah, I mean, America's best against the Brazil's best. It's, I know. Bottom line, and plus you have Luke Rockhold. Mm-hmm. He was waiting in the wings. Yeah, man. he's getting. He's got to get his shot next two. Maybe coming up. Well, like you said, and he did it perfect. Mm-hmm. Luke Rockhold. If you guys uh, watch the the fight night, which honestly the fight night card was better than. The one previous. The, the uh, UFC pay-per-view uh, was it, last Saturday mm-hmm. with uh, Demetrius Johnson on there who, I know he wins again against Horiguchi, but... Really doesn't I mean, have any competition. That's what it is. That weight class, he dominates. And see, it. a lot of people you know, crucify him for not... Have you just, they, they say he's boring. That's not true. I mean, a lot of, I mean a guy, if you look at what they say about him, mm-hmm. they shred him for yeah. it. Here's the thing. But, I mean, that guy is so fast... That's the thing. It's it's hard to watch him with the naked eyes. Yeah. Because he's so fast. His footwork, his speed, his everything is super fast. I mean, it's compl- to go from you know watching guys at two hundred five heavyweights to guy watching, you know, watching guys at one twenty five. It's it's hard to compare that. You know, you're watching oh, yeah. completely two different sports almost. Definitely. Uh, and Demetrius Johnson being possibly the pound for pound as well. I mean, he's one of the best in the world. And his weight class. I mean, I don't see Mighty Mouse, you know, getting any other competition 
you know, next few. I want to see a catch weight at 130 with somebody from 135. That's what I want to see. Yeah. You know? I think he has enough strength and power to fight a guy who at 135, you know, come down and make a catch weight at 130 a fight maybe. Mm-hmm. But at 125, he really has no future. You know, he should just retire the belt and say, I own this. Challenge me if you want to come down for it. But go up to 135 and, you know, challenge those guys because I think he's good enough to fight guys 135. You know, the thing is, a lot of people, you know, like I was saying, a lot of people shred him for, like I said, being a very boring fight, and he's not a draw. So having Rampage back on that card, UFC 186 card, did draw some eyes, but, mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I did hear on another radio show that people were saying, you know what, Demetrius Johnson is a more of a headliner for a fight night card. One of the free mm-hmm. cards. That's where Demetrius Johnson needs to be. Right. Or a co-made event. And have another big fight. Exactly. Like, he'd be good on this 187 card. Right. You know, because you could throw him in there. Mm-hmm. For Tyler, and there you go. Boom. Because yeah. you, you still got, you know, Wideman, Belfort, Cormier, and Johnson. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. But he can't headline his own Only event, right. He, he, he can do it for free, right. but not for the... Exactly. Yeah, people aren't going to be dishing out cash to see him. I only, only match I thought that was... You know, enjoyable to watch, and it was actually close enough. Was John Dawson? You know, back about two years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was actually a decent fight because John Dawson is incredibly talented. He's definitely the number. I think he's number two in the weight class. Uh, I would love to see them fighting because they only fought once. Uh, but once again, you know, Demetrius Johnson is just a dominating fighter in that weight class. That I would love to see somebody, you know, from one thirty-five, or making him, you know, move up to challenge somebody because. Yeah. You don't have anybody coming up, you know? Somebody comes up and, you know, he just destroys them. I mean, Dodson, he's the only other. He's listed as, I'm looking at the the rankings now. Mm-hmm. Um, Dodson's one. Joseph Benavides is two. Yeah. Ian McCall, three. Uh, John Moraga. But then after that, I mean, you know, he already beat Kyoji Horiguchi. Mm-hmm. You know, that was his last fight. I mean, he got Carriasso. But it's just, it's not. You know, it's guys that he's already, you know, taken care of. So it's it's kind of one of those, you know, you know what do you do? You know, it's tough. It's a really tough, tough spot to be in uh, for Demetrius Johnson. I like watching him. I've always been a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. So I do feel bad for him. But, you know, it, it, it is what him, it is. I, I love guess. to see him at 135 because I want to see how he would compare to guys who are slightly bigger. Mm-hmm. Maybe definitely have a height advantage of two, three inches, but then he will definitely have an edge of speed. And I want to see him fight against guys who's slightly slower but a little powerful and see how he compares to it. You know what I mean? Because if you go up to middleweight at you know 185, there's a gap of 20 pounds between them and the light heavyweights. But yeah. this is only 10 pounds. It's almost as close it gets to you know boxing weight class. It's a seven pound difference. See, but if you look at guys, okay, you got obviously you know Demetrius Johnson, the flyweight. Mm-hmm. If you look up bantamweight, mm-hmm. TJ Dillashaw is your mm-hmm. champion. If you look at, I mean, how do you think he would fare against guy Hennenbrow, Dominic Cruz, Uriah Faber? You know, I think he'd be okay, man. McDonald, Mizugaki. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I don't know though. I mean, I, you know? I, I could see that happening. I could see, I could see him beating Dominic Cruz. I think he's better bra- uh, wrestler and a boxer than uh, Dominic Cruz, and he's probably faster. Dominic Cruz is probably stronger. He's got a three inch advantage. How tall is uh, Demetrius Johnson? Five five. Um, let me pull it up here. Actually, that way I'm not giving you incorrect mm-hmm. information. <laughs> Let's see. 
Wow, the UFC site is like looking rough right now. Yeah, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, he's 5'3. Five, 5'3, three. Five, three. okay, that's five, a big three. difference. That's 5 inches. 5'3, five, 125. I didn't think he was that short. Oh, okay. Still, yeah. I don't think Dominic Cruz is 5'8. He looks 5'6 to me. Let's see. 5'8 with his huh. boots on. <laughs> see what Dominic Cruz is here. He's yeah, five eight. Yes, yeah, so five, five eight, inch difference. I mean, Uriah Faber's not very tall though. You watch know, watch your mouth about Uriah. Watch your mouth. He's only five six. I'll come across this. I'll come across this right now and smoke you, Faber. I love Uriah Faber. He's, he's he he used to fight at one forty five too though. He switches back and forth because he's got a lot of muscle. You know, I love Uriah yeah. Faber. I, I I think outside of him and. Uh, Let's see. Wow. See, yeah, he's five six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not that big of a difference. That's no, massive. man. I mean, <laughs> I, it would be interesting. I mean, you see guys that's so much smaller, but once he puts ten pounds of muscle on, it's a different story. He's going to hit so much harder. Oh yeah. He's going to try to maintain that speed. He's a better wrestler. He'll he'll lose some of that speed. But I don't think enough to really. I think his footwork will be still there with a 125 weight class. Maybe he's, you know, yeah. overall speed will be, you know, slightly decreased. But, you know, as long as he has that footwork, he's. I know he's wrestling. He's top of the match. You know. Yeah. Well, let's get back to the whole John Jones thing here. What does is he getting? Do you think he'll get time? Well, I mean, he's, he's facing gonna, some felonies. Some felonies, like yeah, it depends on what you, you, know, you know. I mean, I, I have a feeling he's going to plead. I mean, it's a no legend contest. run. I mean, he cannot plead no guilty, obviously, because there's too much proof. Well, see, the thing is, UFC they had to they had to do something. There's no way mm-hmm. they could have let him fight. I mean, there's no way the PR nightmare that would have come from that. I mean that. Because I know that he has no restriction, of, you know, on traveling, so he could technically travel and fight if he wants to. Yeah. You know? And I'm sure the court date is in the future sometime. So let's say that they do a slap in the wrist. He pays for all the medical and you know physical damages, you know, and pays fine, you know, steep fine, and gets uh, let's say three year probation. Right? Do you think they'll put him back on that list and fight for the title again? Because I know. Well, he's... that's what I was going to say. I was going to. I was. I was just going to ask you this. What does he have to do? To to gain that trust of Dana White, and I mean Lorenzo Fertitta mm-hmm. of UFC. Like, what does he have to do? And especially in the fans' eyes as well. I mean, because he's really now. I mean, you're talking about arguably their biggest star. Outside. He could have been the best fighter ever. He was on the could've. track. He has done what he's doing, what he can to really mm-hmm. to piss it away, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame because John Jones is truly incredible. Mm-hmm. Everyone. I think everyone loves watching him fight. What does he? What does he have to do? I don't, I don't have an. I don't know. Well, he's first of all, he's got to take responsibility about what happened. You know, he's got to go through the whole whole nine yards and. Well, see, when he checked himself into rehab after the cocaine thing, he checked himself out a day after. Right. That's not. That's not a rehab. You know, that's not no. taking responsibility for it. I don't. I don't know honestly what Dana White is planning on doing once he gets everything cleared up. But yeah. I think the right thing to do is to make sure that you test this guy, you know, prior to fight, after the fight, and make sure he's clean. Yeah. You know, first thing first. I mean, if he gets caught with something and tests positive, you got to strip that win away from him. You cannot give him that. And that, that's what I think I would do, you know, if I was in. Because you've already had multiple strikes on the, you know, record. You got 
positive for cocaine. Now this hit and run. Uh, you found you know marijuana and paraphernalia in the car. And I mean, this guy has the nerve to come back to the car and grab his cash. Oh no! You know, I mean, for if you were in a right state of mind, the first thing you would worry is get out of the car, and make sure everybody's okay in the accident. That's the what a normal person will do. But this guy has such a big ego; he just wants to get out of trouble right away, thinking that he could get away. He runs away and comes back and get the cash and run away again. That yeah. is uh, that's. That is so low. That is low as it gets. You know. Yeah. He is literally acting like a criminal. Here's a. This looks like a quote here from Chael Sonnen. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Chael Sonnen said this. This is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Taking away his belt was one of the options on the table, but I don't think it went. It went as well. Let me try that again. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of it doesn't look like it's worded right here. He says things weird. Yeah. Well, I know taking away his belt was one of the options on the table, but I don't think it as was well thought through. Said some, yeah. Mm-hmm. You see that that quote was kind of messed up mm-hmm. on the website I'm looking at. Uh, what will they do to John Jones now? Put him on preliminary cards? It's <laughs> weird. You either cut the guy or you either cut the guy completely or shut mm-hmm. up. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, how many chances is the UFC going to give him, you know? I mean, do you have to put him on a preliminary card? The like, one thing is he's, he's still young. He's got plenty of time. I give him, you know, after everything's clear, he's still got... The thing is, he's got to get control of his life. Yeah. You know, that's what... You know, you're talking about a human being here right. who's got some problems. Mm-hmm. He's got to take care of himself first, but he is... He's burning some bridges, man. I'm yeah, he you. really is. He, he messed up big time on this one. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's not what he did, it's how he did it to me, you know? Yeah. It's, it, what what he did, how he did it, I mean, when I read it, I almost couldn't believe it, you know? That, I know. I mean, this should have been like in a breaking news CNN because any athlete, who, even not at that level, but any athlete, you know, of or, you know, of any association, you know, mid-level, you know, just a bench player. Yeah. In the right state of mind would not do that. You know, unless you think you can possibly get away with this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, that's that's what the criminals do in these days. You know, they, they do things and they just run away thinking they get away, and some do. So this action, what he did and how he did it is, it's, for some reason, I feel like Dana Whitey's going to take it harsh on him, you know, more than anything else or anybody else. Because if he doesn't, then it's going to look bad on the brand. And Bingo. what if something similar happens to another fighter? How do you take, you know? I yeah. Mean, you can't say, oh, it's John Jones. Let him fight again. Give him back the belt once he gets a chance. I mean, that's like saying that, you know, well, hit and run. What if something worse happened, you know? Exactly. But he stayed at the scene and called the cops and called 911. Yeah. That's, I think that could be a different story. I mean, if I it think, have, yeah. Let's I'll, say I'll she you. didn't break her arm, right? But she was seriously hurt, barely survived, but he did not take off. He manned up, told him that he was intoxicated, and he was worried. He called the cops, and he called up, and saved her life because he called the 911. But instead, he ran away, and he was worried about his water cash. That's talking about character and, like, where his state of mind is. Exactly. See, something like that you cannot fix by, you know, putting a, you know, Handcuff on him and put him in jail, or you know, find that's something you cannot fix. Yeah, that's something you have to go through like a program or something. Exactly. Like completely rewash your brain because that yep. just talks about what kind of person he is. You know. Exactly. And yep. to have that kind of character fight for a championship and have 
possibly millions of people and kids looking up to him. I don't know if USC, you know, Lorenzo and Dana White will allow that to happen. You know what I mean? Because that makes them look really bad. Oh, yeah. Makes them look really, really bad. And that's, I know. But they have to gamble here because if you don't allow him to fight in the big cars again, he will leave and he will go to the other big, you know. I but that's a huge game for them because they just want to have a big fighter. I can't tell you, Scott Coker is Oh, my back. God. He is, he is so happy right now. I mean, he's, this is a chance for him. Yeah. You know, a year from now, when everything is cleared up, Coker is definitely going to contact John Jones. Oh, he's yeah. like, when you come back, you'll get a title shot. Guaranteed. And he contacts Dana White. Dana White will probably say, you know what? You have to clear, clean everything up. You act up everything. And you have to prove it. John Jones, you know, knowing that his ego is up here, you know, knowing that he knows he's a champion and the best in the world, he's going to take the other option. Oh, yeah. Well, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean it's hard to imagine at that level. But if you're at that level and do something like that, I cannot imagine him actually going through the right thing and wait it out or, you know, wait for... UFC to give him another opportunity, maybe, or yeah. possibly never, you know? I mean, J- Jones's camp has been, they've been quiet. Yeah. And naturally, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of, hey, it's a good thing. You don't want to go out there and just kind of, you know, there's so much reaction right now from the world of of MMA and other, you know, in combat sports, period. This couldn't happen in a worse like the one I know, I was saying. And that's one thing I actually wrote on um, uh, my daily thoughts section on, on the blog and the website, mm-hmm. uh, which actually you can check out. Feeltheimpactsports.wix.com slash FTI Sports. Brand new website that we uh, that we decided to create. It's got everything under one roof. Uh, we've got a social forum on there, so like a discussion board. It's free. It's very easy to sign up. Comments, actually, questions. Yeah. Any topics that you want us to discuss? Everything. Get on there. You know, that's... Make you know, fun of us if you want. Hey. Not too much. But. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to cry, but yeah. I mean, come on. But, I mean, it's just, you know, when I read it, I mean, getting in car accidents, sometimes you can't help yourself. You know, you make mistakes. Happens, but it's, yeah. it's How can you think like that, you know? I know. As, as a responsible human being... Even if it wasn't a pregnant woman, I mean, how could you possibly know that? But it's just the fact that that car was driven by another human being, and it was yep. struck by you. That car looks completely smashed. The other person cannot be okay. Even if it's okay, what if she has, you know, shaken up? Maybe it's whatever it is. The right thing to do is, you know, you call the authorities, you call the ambulance, you know, do what you got to do. You don't, you don't run away. I mean, exactly. Yep. I mean, you only see that stuff in cops. Oh, I know. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. People run away, get in accidents, they take off and get arrested by cops. That's what happened there. I mean, yep. this could have been on cops. Oh, it, no but, doubt it could have been. No God. doubt. You know? Bingo. Well, there's also some more, um, some other news here. Uh, it was kind of was, um, reported, first reported by Ariel Hawani from uh, MMAfighting.com. Mm-hmm. UFC has signed Michelle Watterson, the karate hottie. Yeah. The, I yeah. like that move. Yeah. You know, she's the former Invicta mm-hmm. uh, Atomweight champion. Yeah. Um, now she's going to be in the uh, UFC strawweight. So that's, uh, you know, as Carla Esparza, um, you know, Tisha Torres, Ronda Marcos, Felice Herrig, my girl Paige Van Zandt, mm-hmm. who, by the way, was simply phenomenal in her in her fight. That's yeah. my first, first time I actually sat down and watched Paige Van Zandt fight. Uh, and she just dominated Felice Herrick. Yeah. I was I was thoroughly impressed. You know, it's crazy because, you know, in the pictures or whatever, she's so pretty. She looks like a girly girl. Then she sees in the cage, you know, you see her in the cage, and 
she's intimidating. She's she, scary. She doesn't. She doesn't care. And she's no. you know. And what I really like, I mean, outside of her looks, too, I, I think she's stunning. But she truly seems to just enjoy it. She just like looks to me. I comes across like she just enjoys punch people in the face. Yeah. And that's and, and she did a phenomenal job with Felice Herrick. And I like Felice Herrick. I think she's a great fighter. Um, you know, it, regardless, it's going to be great having Michelle Watterson mm-hmm. added to this, you know, out of this weight class. I think, you know, it, it's great. I mean, it's great. You know, I think Dana White's done a great job. I think the strawweight division, you know what, outside, I, I think that could be the, uh, I could be the best. Well, there's only obviously there's only two women's divisions, mm-hmm. you know, bantamweight, you know, who Ronda Rousey just owns. But then uh, strawweight. I mean, hey, you're adding some quality fighters to that under this two weight class or under that weight class, I should say, the strawweight. But you know, good for good for the UFC, good for Dana White and, and bringing, um, you know, a 29 year old. I mean, she's 29. She's you know. She's awesome. I mean, she, you know, Invicta champion or former Invicta champion. So good for her and good for the UFC. So I'm excited for what she's going to bring to the table. So I just want to get it, get that out there. You know, UFC. You know, they've been doing so well, and you know, a couple times, you know, they take a they take a hit. Like you know, John Jones getting arrested or not getting arrested, turning himself in and getting this pr- trouble. And you know, obviously, when Anderson, I mean, because you have the superstars, you know, yeah, that just. Like GSP, you know, there's a rumor he's saying he's coming back. You know, yeah, he set a record like a nine-time title defense, uh, sold over eight times, I believe. And you know, John Jones right there, eight times he won more, could have tied GSP and possibly become the best ever. You know, in the history of MMA. Yeah, um, taking a downfall. And I mean, Anderson Silva getting tested positive for uh, performance enhancement in the last fight, and now he's saying that he wants to try out for uh, Olympics and Taekwondo, which is nonsense. There's no way he would be able to compete in that level, <laughs> not at this stage. I mean, you're you're going against the kids, probably starting at age four until they're like 25, 21 years of solid training solely on Taekwondo. Yeah, you know, this is an MMA where you knock people out. This is like very technical point system. There's no way, you know. You ever seen the Kazakh Taekwondo fighters? They are incredible. They do like four flips in the air. <laughs> I don't know how this possible, but I mean, you know, it's it's crazy because. UFC is creating a whole another you know section of you know woman fighters, female fighters coming in, and then they took a toll. That's how I feel about it. You know, with Kane being hurt all the time and Fabrizio taking out interim, mm-hmm. uh, John Jones obviously that one took a huge toll. Uh, middleweight Anderson Silva getting hurt. Although Chris Weidman you know is a solid champion and he's about to prove to the world that when he beats Vitor, he is for real and he's here to stay for a long time. Yeah. That's the only other fighter that's in the bigger guy session, you know, because he's 170. Back and forth, Johnny Hendricks, Robbie Lawler, you know, uh, you got, what's his name, uh, Matt Brown. If GSP comes back, it'd be sweet because he'll mix into that scene, you know, right back to where he started or when he left know. off. Uh, but you got anything below 155 is still, you know, uh, a solid game. You know, you have Anthony Pettis who just lost, but I know he's going to get a rematch. He will get a rematch on that. Yeah. Uh, 145, I mean, Aldo and McGregor. It's going to be an awesome event. 135, you got a rematch on Brow and TJ. I mean, it's awesome down there, but... Oh, yeah. What I used to love, you know, I used to love watching Frank Mir, you know, when Brock Lesnar was on. You mm-hmm. know, even before then, Couture, you know, Rampage Jackson was peaking. I mean, this was like... 
that's when I was really falling in love with MMA. And oh, now yeah. it's taking a huge toll. You're kind of missing that, you know, the 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 real athletic big guys knockout power fight scenes. You know, mm-hmm. the best of the best fighting against each other. Like, you know, when boxing was huge, you know, you had Tyson and you know all the whole you know heavyweights piling up. And in MMA, obviously, UFC, you had Randy Couture, uh, Tim Sylvia, these guys. That's when UFC really started to climb the hills. You oh, know, yeah. With these heavyweights battling it out. Frank Mir breaking Tim Sylvia's arm. It was incredible. And now taking a hit, and now you got this huge boxing. Uh, I really do think that boxing is going to catch it back and hopefully have, uh, you know, Klitschko just won a mediocre fight. I hope he fights the guy, uh, what's his name? I forgot his name. There's a new heavyweight champion. Ah, uh, uh, crap, I can't remember his name. Deontay Wilder, that's his name. He's hope he fights because he's holding a one belt out of the four. Vladimir has three. So hopefully they unify that. Deontay Wilder is like 6'7". You know, that's what drives me nuts. Yeah. Is there's like 400 different belts. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. come on. There are four belts per each class. And each belt, each organization represents how many countries you're uh, you know, allowed to fight out of. So obviously... You know, you can if you have all four, you're you're a legit champion. You unify all of them. Yeah. But it rarely happens. It rarely oh, happens. Yeah. Because if you can't you know, if you can't fight, let's say, ten times a year, you're gonna have to vacate one of them if you own all four. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody's gonna challenge you, you can't make that time up because you're training for something else. Yeah. You know, uh Mayweather right now has two, uh Pacquiao has one. So there you're gonna unify uh WBO, WBA and I believe WBC. Yeah, it's um yeah, unified WBA Super, uh-huh. uh, WBC, and WBO. Yeah. And the ring welter yeah. weight titles. So yeah, there's so. four titles. Uh-huh. So This fight cannot get bigger. This this is it. And you know what's the beautiful thing about this fight, Chris? Is that when you get this fight started, and whatever direction it goes, whatever the result is, it's going to be good for the sports. Because I say, well, good for both fighters and the sports. Because I say, somehow Pacquiao pulls off this win, right? There will definitely be a rematch. And that's going to bring more money than this one. Set a new record. Mayweather's going to be just that much richer. It's gonna, The fans going to go crazy for this rematch if it happens. And, you know, Pac-Man. I mean, it's going to be the best rivalry in our generation. That's how I see it. And yeah. if, if Floyd wins, he will maintain the legacy as going down as the best fighter in history. And Pac-Man begging for a rematch. <laughs> and you're going to see two 40-year-old guys fight, which will still be awesome. I, I was right watching. Mayweather's 38. Yeah. That's Pac- crazy. Yeah, I was 36. Almost 37. Like, no, yeah, I don't know. I know they're a year and a half apart. Dude, it's crazy. I mean, it, it's it's crazy. This and, is going to be... And this is coming from two complete stuff, you know, opposite style fighters. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, yeah. And I'm not a big boxing guy. I never have been. I never claim to be. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, as a combat sports fan, and hell, as as hosts of combat sports mm-hmm. podcasts, we should probably be pretty jacked up about it, which we are. Um, this, I don't remember seeing a fight that has taken. A hold of the media, sports media, mm-hmm. like this fight. Right. I mean, NFL draft is tonight. Mm-hmm. This, <laughs> this is taking over. I, I know. <laughs> I mean, people in. I love it. it I, mean, I think it's awesome. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, I'm excited for the draft as well. Don't get me wrong, but in my mindset right now, I'm just waiting and waiting for the next 48 hours to come because this fight, because I'm, I, you know, watching Mayweather, it's like watching the god of defense in boxing. You know, he is the best at defense in any boxer I've ever seen in my life in any weight class. Uh, Pacquiao is probably the fastest fighter I've ever seen in my life, especially in the footwork. Because he, he goes in and out sideways way too fast for a normal fighter in that weight class to defend. That's why a lot of them lose. It's because, you know, they can't keep up with that footwork. And yeah. then he comes in and out, in and out, and he throws in you know, odd angles that boxers, you know, opposing, opposing boxers don't expect. And they get hit when he's, you know, four or five punch combo comes in. You know, you block one, you're going to hit with four other ones. That's why Cotto lost, you know. Yeah. Uh, look at Antonio Margarito. This guy's got like six inch on him. And he was against the ropes just getting banged up. <laughs> so you're going to see the two best fighters in one side on offense and one side on defense. And honestly, I I mean, just just to picture it straight up, I can see the very typical Mayweather and very typical Pacquiao going at it, which is Mayweather backing up against the ropes and Conor, you know, and the Pacquiao obviously going in. Uh, you know, in and out, in and out, move in, throw two punches, come out, scoring the points. But also because I feel like they had a shorter period of time to tra- uh, train for this fight. You know, this was not a six-month preparation for the you know size of the person for the fight. It was actually a shorter time. So, I mean, you know, it kind of happened abruptly. You know, all of a sudden, boom, they're fighting for real. You know, yeah. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh no, the contract's not done. Oh, no stunt. We're going to fight. 60-40 purse. It's going for real. So, I could also see a sloppy fight. You know, about first six rounds, you know, what you expect, you'll see. And after that, kind of gets sloppy and they start to brawl a little bit. Hold, you know. Throw, you know, dirty punches maybe. But at the end, I, I really do see Mayweather winning in decision. Well, unanimous. I'm going to say 8-4. and four. I'm going to stick with my decision. I think he was going to win the first seven. I'll give eight and nine and ten to uh, eight, nine, ten, and eleven to Pacquiao, and Floyd is gonna seal the deal at the last round. He's gonna dodge. He's gonna hit and dodge, hit and dodge. Make sure he scores the points, but don't get knocked out and get the win. That's how I see it happening. Because I hope you're right. Unless you're crazy, I mean, if I was in Floyd's position, that would be crazy enough to fight a Manny style. Because you have way too much risk of being knocked out, and you lose everything. You know? Yeah. And Floyd, for him, outside the money and the purse, he has very little to gain. It's just another plus one on his winning record. But that minus one, that one on the loss, it destroys everything that he built for the past 21 years in boxing career. <laughs> you know, it's so much to lose. There's so much weight on him. You know, I just don't see him going in loose and just ready to box him, bro. I just don't see it. That's a crazy talk, you know. Uh, Pacquiao, he has everything to gain. Uh, very little to lose, you know. He's yeah. already got knocked out pretty badly, out cold, lights out, uh, by a guy that uh, you know Floyd knockout. So, you know, I, I see Mayweather, um, Pacquiao being very aggressive, and that's what I see. I think he has to. I think he has to be aggressive, but not not reckless, mm-hmm. not recklessly aggressive. Um, this is tough because. You know, obviously, when you when you're involved in a fight that they're calling fight of the century, you know the battle of, battle for greatness. Mm-hmm. You know, you know you got you have the number one pound for pound fighter according to ESPN.com, and the number two pound for pound fighter. You know, 
when you have like that's a crazy number that you're talking you just said I know number one pound for pound number two pound for pound being the two best fighters any weight class combined you're going at it yeah and you don't want to be too aggressive to where you know to where it comes back and bites you but you don't want to go out there and say man I wish I could have given more you know so it's tough but you have to stay within yourself mm-hmm. and what you and what you got I mean my god I mean Pacquiao is 57 and 57 5 and 2. He has a crazy number of fights. I mean, 38 knockouts. And well, you have, you know, Floyd Mayweather, 47 0, 26 mm-hmm. knockouts. I mean, Pacquiao's got like 20 more fights in it. Almost. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's crazy. But, you know, you do what got you to those numbers, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this is. I'm jacked. I'm not going to lie. I am mm-hmm. jacked for this. Um,. You know, and talk about the price of the ticket too. I mean, <laughs> oh man, I mean you're looking. Let's see here. Let's see what. You said the cheapest ticket right now is at thirty three hundred. That's what I saw yesterday on ESPN. I Average ticket price right now is at forty six hundred. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I have someone who um, has a uh, ticket they'll sell for face value. Really? Mm-hmm. Which is what? What's the face value? I don't know. He didn't say. Probably at least a couple hundred dollars. You're probably right. At least four or five hundred. I can't imagine. It's got to be. Because they waited until like five days before the fight or something like that, right? A week before the fight. I mean, they did not start selling until the very <laughs> latest possible to you know, build it, build it you know, tense. And people went crazy for it. I, th- I heard there was a company who bought bulk on purpose to sell, to make money off them. You know, I That's what you do when you're rich, you know? You use money to make more money. So you know what kind of baffles me is, like I said, this is the the fight of the centuries, like I said, exactly mm-hmm. how they're building it. And yet they're they're at the MGM Grand, mm-hmm. which has a capacity of 16.8. Yeah. It My be. God, take this outside, man. Cowboy Stadium. It's a brand new one. You know, well, exactly. Stadium in Atlanta, I don't know. You know, they got plenty of big stadiums. This could have been... I think so much more mm-hmm. than what, but I mean they're, I mean <laughs> they're gonna make some cash. You're talking well over, you know, well over two million buys, possibly three million buys for this fight. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that the shorts, the shorts the boxers are wearing are worth about two million dollars in sponsors in general. Uh, Pac, the Pac-Man's wearing, the one he's wearing is, uh, they're worth. Like two point three million or something like that. Let's see. So some ridiculous number that you don't normally hear. Well, according to Wikipedia, which uh-huh. obviously you know is a credible source, <laughs> um, Pacquiao will reportedly make an extra two point two five million for selling advertisement space to mm-hmm. six companies on his trunks and mm-hmm. entrance headband. Hey, make their trunks large, baby. Extra large, you get Dude, more space. I, <laughs> I tell you what, I can promise you, I'd be wearing. Let's see. This is the oh, never mind. I was looking at something different, but I mean the the amount of money in this. And this is not a racing car where you have you know multiple space. You talking about a, a swing trunk looking shorts, a gym shorts. I mean the referee is Kenny Bayless, mm-hmm, of course. He ref both of the guys multiple times. So yeah, he's uh, he's had Mayweather's five mm-hmm. five of his fights and Pacquiao seven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? And actually, I did hear something very interesting with. The, uh, I'm trying to think who 
was it Teddy Atlas? I believe it may have been Teddy Atlas. I heard on a on a show that you know he was stunned that Pacquiao's camp would allow Bayless to be the referee for this fight. And I kind of I was kind of like okay, I turned up my radio a little bit when I heard it. So they were talking about his the last fight that he had with Mayweather, which was. Uh, it was with a guy who got sucker punched? It was my, uh, Marcus Maidana. Oh, with Maidana, okay. Apparently, and I don't remember this. He's on the lefty, too, right? That apparently as soon as they, anytime they would get close, mm-hmm. he'd break him up. Mm. And, you know, that's what, you know, that's Pacquiao. He, right. he likes to get in there and he brawl. get going. Yeah, well, Maidana is more of a dirty boxer. Yeah. So he, he likes to get really close, meaning like your heads, your foreheads are touching. And then he throws side body punch, you know, body side punches and hooks against you, you against the rope, which what Mayweather does. He's against the rope, so he has no room to run. And Maidana actually hits probably harder than for uh, Manny Pacquiao, so he just throws his power shot against you, whether you're blocking or not. And while doing that, you can hit by you can get hit by your elbow or you know get head bumps and bleed. So I'm sure that was like a strategy move by Kenny Bayless. But you're right on that because that could definitely hurt Pacquiao. Yeah. Uh, because Pacquiao was too fast that Bayless might think that they're, you know, uh, rubbing on, you know, holding on against each other where they're not. You know, they could be just throwing punches. Exactly. And when I heard that, it kind of, like I said, it made me turn my head a little bit like, wow, you know, that's interesting. I kind of see what I, I, I'm, it could have been Teddy Alice. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but it, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Kenny Bayless is the, you know, he's the super fight referee. I mean, yes. you look at some of the, I mean, he had Joy, uh, Roy Jones and Antonio Tarver one, uh, Hopkins, De La Hoya, um, Sugar Shane Mosley, Fernando Vargas, De La Hoya Mayweather, Pacquiao, Juan Manuel, Juan Manuel Marquez, too. And he's had, um, obviously, we've mentioned, uh, you know, Mayweather and Pacquiao he's had. And, you know, he's had some big fights of theirs, you know. So, I don't know how big of a difference that's actually going to be. You know, I, I don't foresee it being too big of an issue. Yeah, I don't see anybody else referring it, though. You know what I mean? That's the thing is, you know, who else? I mean, this guy, you know, Kenny Brown, he's making 25 grand for okay. this. I think it's a little. It's a record. Really? 25 I think grand. He's 100 grand. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of pressure on this. He was chosen by the Nevada Athletic Commission, you know. So he's, and I mean, the judges for this uh, for the bout are uh, Burke Clements, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Moretti, and Glenn Feldman. They're going to each earn twenty grand for this. I would love to be a judge, God. Free fight. I know, man. I pay for it. I know. You're the best in the house. I know. Now the only problem is is the the whole card, the undercard. Mm-hmm. It's pretty weak. And like you know, like we had discussed actually at work. I mean. He could really load up this card, mm-hmm. but you know they're just going for the pay per view money. Really, that's all it is. I mean, people are going to pay it's... and buy, and the restaurants going to be packed, and you know they're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, because you don't want to miss out on this. Even if you miss out by a one night, there's going to be so much talk that it's not going to be even worth to rewatch it. You know, they're going to be talking about the details of every punch, every box, every round that you're going to know everything by the time you turn. You know, you turn a sports center the next day. You know, they're, they're going to talk about this next two days, probably. Maybe half the amount of, you know, I don't know, six-hour redundancy they have is over and over again. Oh, yeah. Around the table, and, uh, you know. 
I mean, this they're talking, this fight could generate over $300 million. Yeah. Holy cow, man. Imagine, this fight gets so close, and they claim a rematch. You probably make half a billion next time. If it's that good. If it's a good fight, I'll tell you what, I'm throwing that in Cowboy Stadium. Yeah. You're making you're making billions. I mean, you're making, I mean if it's Jerry a really... be very happy, man. The thing is, let's say they make three hundred fifty million for this fight, and it's so much better than people will expect, you know. And obviously, it will be a good fight. I don't know if it will be the best fight because I've seen very, you know, I've seen a lot of good fights in the past two decades. You know, Tyson being multiple. Oh yeah. But uh, because number one, this is not a heavyweight fight, so you're not gonna see a clean, you know, a knockout the first two rounds. So, unless, well, actually, it happened with Pacquiao Ricky Hatton. He knocked him out cold. <laughs> I paid for that. I was very angry about it. 60 bucks gone in six minutes. But 12 rounds, really good. Hopefully a couple of knockdowns, you know? Yeah. And both camps get, you know, wild up. And they're like, we want a rematch right away in six months. You know what? You can do that right towards the end of the year. Oh, my God. I mean, you're going to make half a million dollars in this fight. Each fighter is going to have the $100 million guarantee probably. I mean, it's, that's how it's going to be. And, you know, it's like... I just hope this fight just doesn't disappoint. Yeah. I, I think that... The, there's a very good chance they could, though. Oh, I know. Very good chance. There's a very good chance this could be just a brutal... Just boring fight. Everyone, yeah. Like the fight that we saw, uh, well, Pacquiao and Timothy Bradley, very boring fight to me. Because, you know, you see Pacquiao, obviously won the first fight, but it could have been either way, just like this fight. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could make a throw, a clean one punch, and Pac-Man hit you with th- three, you know, slightly semi-block punches, and judges could score either way. And fans are not too impressed. You know, neither wants yeah. to go at it because they don't want to lose by a knockout. Because obviously, the purse is different. Exactly. You win yeah. by a knockout, and you win by a decision. It's a different amount of money. Talking here. So, and obviously, you lose by a decision. You lose by a knockout. It's different too. So, uh, it could easily be a. A boring fight, you know. Oh yeah, no doubt it could. And like I said, that would just be. And I don't want to dog on Floyd Mayweather, but he he te- he has a tendency to produce a boring fight, you know. Yeah. If you if you go straight to see who's a better entertainer as a fighter, I would definitely give that to Pac-Man over uh, Floyd Mayweather mm-hmm. because uh, the style of fighting first uh, makes it difficult for Mayweather to put a good show, you know. You know, for him being a counter puncher, he's not gonna he's not gonna be a go getter. You know, when you fought Canelo Alvarez, I was actually disappointed with that fight. He had, like, four good shots. I was like, whoa, whoa, you know. But everything <laughs> else, I was like, oh, okay, he's doing the same thing, obviously. And Canelo is too dumb to, you know, adjust to it. Where <laughs> if you watch the first two rounds, which is, I think this is one of the best fights I've seen in the past two decades, actually, is uh, Pac-Man versus Ricky Hatton. Mm-hmm. Pac-Man's, two of the Pac-Man's fights are in my top ten for sure for the past 20 years. Uh him fighting, uh, oh well, Milo Marquez's first fight was an absolute epic battle. Three knockdowns in the first round, coming back to pull off a draw. I mean, that's crazy. But when Pac-Man fought Ricky Hatton, he knocked him out cold in the second round. You should have seen the first round because he got knocked down three times too. <laughs> Ricky Hatton just couldn't catch up. He couldn't catch a breath. I mean, he was just getting hit everywhere. He got knocked down. From blocking a punch, he blocked it clean, but Pac-Man was probably on steroids because he hit him, <laughs> blocked, but still knocked him down. That's like 
There's no way a 147 pounder can pull that off unless you're on roads, right? And then second you round comes. It. Yeah. <laughs> second round comes. Pagman, I'm just joking, man. <laughs> second round comes. This is where the speed, you know, prevails every fight. Second round comes. Ricky Hatton throws, right? He throws a right overhand. It was almost like an overhand, but a sloppy overhand becomes a hook. Pac-Man dodges it by lowering his head, and he throws a left hook clean to his chin. Knocks him out cold to the canvas. So he dodges, he punches, and he dodges again in one action. And he, he knocks him out cold. I was like, holy shit. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. you're good. You're but good. You're good. It was worth the 60 bucks because... I could talk about it. I'm like, yeah, I saw that live. I recorded it. It's in my DVR for the next 10 years. It was amazing. So, that being said, I, I, you know, I definitely have to say I really do hope that Pac-Man goes all out. Even if it means that he's going to get caught and get knocked out, it's just going to create that much of an entertainment. Fun. I was going to say, that's, yeah. I know that was, that's exactly where I was going to go yeah. with that. If, he, if, it's, you know, mm-hmm. if it's a fight where both guys are just going at it, boom, there you go. It's worth 100 bucks anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... If not, if it's a bunch of just, you know, chasing each other. It's exactly. Like, it's not Hugging and then, you know, dancing around. I mean, if I see shadow boxing first three rounds, I'm going to be upset. Oh, I'm going to be livid. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, thank God I'm not paying for it. I'll tell you that. It sucks because I wish Pac-Man was as angry as, or, you know, as, I don't I don't want to say, you know, it's, it's just a mindset that fighters get prepared in different ways. Like, you know, Floyd Mayweather, you know, he goes straight up. Like, I'm going to beat your ass. There's exactly. no chance you're going to beat me. And Pac-Man is like, I love to entertain people. Like, come on, man. I want to see you get angry. If I'm there to fight, mm-hmm. I'm there to knock you out. Exactly. That's Clean. what it comes That's, down to. Yeah. I'm there to knock you out. I hate to hear the stuff like, you know, I'm a big fan of Pac-Man, but I hate when he says stuff like, I'll, I'm gonna. We're gonna give you a great show and entertain. I'm like, I don't want to see a great show of 12 rounds. I want to see a knockout in the eighth round. I want to see a brutal knockdown first three times and then get somebody to knock out I'm with in the you. eighth round. I don't want to see 12 rounds of just battling and you know somebody started bleeding and some you know referee stopping. I'm gonna be upset. The only time that is I not entertaining see, to me. Yeah, exactly. If it's a good fight and it goes yeah. 12 rounds, boom. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Each but, fighters get knocked down three times. That's exactly. an amazing fight. That's what I want. Rematch right away. Exactly. Bingo. Yeah. So you've got you've got Mayweather. Mm-hmm. That's who I'm actually taking. I just think he's. I, I think he's gonna get it. I'm gonna bet a hundred dollars on Mayweather. I'm gonna root for Pac-Man. Win win for me. <laughs> I can't root for Pacquiao. I can't. I, for some reason, I don't like him. Yeah. I don't know why. This guy went through so much. You know, and another thing is, I know he's not scared of anybody in the world. Oh, he can't I'm, be. No, you can't be. You know why? Will Ferrell said it the best on Sports Center because his dad ate his dog. Yeah, for real. Oh, I mean, I can't argue that. He left home. He ran away after that. Yeah, they were so poor. Own pet. His father, you know, cooked it up for the family. He found out he ran away and became a boxer. <laughs> He's talking about a crazy story, right? I know Floyd doesn't have a story that can top that. I, I can't. I, I can't. I can't go there. I don't no, know how you can't. to approach that. You can't. <laughs> you can't even argue that. I mean, I, I can't. You say, uh, Mayweather, you know, Mayweather and Pacquiao, Pacquiao's intimidated. That's a lie. I don't think he could ever be intimidated after yeah. traumatizing events like that. That yeah, has traumatized him so much. And he's like, I don't care. I'm going to fight till I bleed. And, I mean, there's a story that he packed up, you know, weights on his belt to make up the weight to fight bigger guys. 
I mean, that's a crazy story. And this is obviously a 108, I think. That's that's insane. Yeah. But he, he needed money. So he yeah. had to fight. You got to do what you got to do, yeah. you know. That's one of those situations. Uh, I don't well, actually, what's that? Who do you have? I got Mayweather. I, I think. Knockout? No, I think it's going to be a decision. Yeah. I don't. I don't see it. I would like to see a knockout. Uh, I just. I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. Um, I hope. It, like I said, I'm hoping for an exciting fight and it goes 12. Uh, I think decision. I think it'll be decision with uh, with Mayweather. I just think, like I said, I think he just gets it done. It better be worth a hundred dollars. I'm not paying for it, so I really don't care. I'm going to Kirk's house for it, so. It better be better be worth me driving yeah. all the way out there. I'll tell you that right now. But um, it's actually one thing that we you know we had hoped to um, you know we had reached out to uh, Cincinnati Boxing Weekly. Um, you, you know Steve Hollowell who runs that website. And you know you guys have heard you guys are familiar with Steve. Uh, we had hoped to actually have him on the show here today, but unfortunately we just you know schedule wise we just couldn't get him on there. But um, we're gonna try and. Do another show, hopefully. I mean, well, depending on what actually happens, maybe we can record one if we're all together. Maybe we can record one after the fight. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it depends if we're going to be together or not, or what's actually going to happen. But if we can, great. If not, um, I, we're going to try and get something done next week. Um, it's going to depend on my baseball schedule. I'm almost done with baseball, so you'll hear once the season's over with, you'll obviously hear a lot more of us. Absolutely. Uh, but. You know, regardless, I think this is a, you know, real quick, does this fight, do you think it saves boxing? Or do you think boxing needed to be saved? Boxing definitely needs to be saved, but I don't know if this fight can save boxing is another thing because, you know. What if it's just a phenomenal fight? They'll definitely, definitely, you know, there's a good chance to save them. But once again, you're talking... Like you I know, said, the one, hype of this fight is just simply amazing. Yeah, you got one class where everybody wants to see. You know, you got two pound for pounds best in the world in one class, and you got thirteen out of weight classes that nobody really cares about. Yeah, you got one guy in heavyweight who has three belts. Hopefully, he fights uh, Deontay Wilder. That'd be great. Uh, in between, you used to have these great fighters. You know, uh, Bernard Hopkins. He's still fighting, but yeah. he's fifty-one years old. Come on, that's crazy, man. You know, so yeah, it's it's hard to save a boxing where you only have a one, one weight class. Yeah, and because you're not gonna see them fight every year. If we're lucky, we're gonna see them fight again. If so, whether it's a great fight or a mediocre fight, you know, chances are this probably won't save boxing. That's my guess. You're gonna yeah. have to come up with a new superstar because truth are truth is these guys are winding down too. Oh I mean, yeah, they're almost forty. You know, they don't have much years left, and they're gonna be definitely hall of famers, but. If you look at it right now, you don't really see any other superstars emerging. That's the sad part of boxing. You know? Exactly, yeah. People want to see MMA. People want to be MMA fighters. You don't have a lot of boxers, you know, kids growing up to go to boxing gym. Because boxing first is a third world country sports. That's how I always put it, you know. Yeah. That's why you got uh, Mexi- you know, Mexico. You got, you know, kids in, you know, in the slums. They just love to fight. Uh, Philippines, you know, General Santo City. That's one of the, you know. Yeah. One of the roughest neighborhood or city in the Philippines. So, you know, as as countries and you know worlds get more developed, you're gonna you're gonna see less and less of boxing, and you're gonna see more diverse sports like MMA, yeah. where it requires multiple talents, 
or if you dominate in one talent, you can possibly you know dominate the sports like you know uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But it takes it takes uh, skills and techniques. You know, it takes more than just you know uh, bo- like boxing, more than just uh, speed and training and you know athleticism. It takes more than that in MMA. You know, it takes brain, you know, skills and mindsets and a game plan because. It's not a one one dimensional sport. So exactly. I yep. think that chances are it's not going to save boxing, and boxing is unfortunately winding down after this fight. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, it's a sad truth because I it know. used to be awesome. Oh, I know. Boxing was eighties and nineties, man. Yeah. With Tyson, oh, my boxing ass. was where it was at, and it's you know, and now unfortunately it's just not. It's not that anymore. Um, but you know, hey, that's you know, unfortunately that's the way it is. Yeah. Um, you know. We'll, uh, we'll we'll see, yeah. but uh, I think that's uh, I think that'll probably be it for today's show. But um, you know, please uh, everyone check out the website. It's uh, feeltheimpactsports.wix. That's w i x dot com slash f t i sports. Uh, like I said, that's the brand new website that we had just launched. I'm actually earlier this week, so. You know, please check it out. Like I said, that's where you can get all of our the interviews that we have uh, that we've done. Uh, you know, the one with Jonathan Maurer, uh, the baseball agent. Also, the ones we did with um, uh, Rob Hanna and Laura Davies uh, for the Elite uh, Elite Fighting Series. Uh, we do have something we're going to try and set up with uh, Rob White and Matt Rahman um, from uh, Reed Academy of Mixed Martial Arts. That we're hoping to get that something set up there uh, next couple. Uh, Hopefully next week or two, if we can get something set up, it'd be great. Definitely after your baseball season. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah, once baseball season's done, then like I said, you'll see a lot more of us. Um, I know Kirk is going to be attending Monday Night Raw uh, when it comes to Cincinnati on May 11th by himself. Yeah, by himself. Yes, agreed. Um, I'm, you know, so I'm hoping that he will he will be able to provide a good amount of coverage for that as well. Trying to think if there's anything else here really on the uh, on the docket. Other than that, like I said, check out the website. Please, um, you know, leave feedback for our shows. Uh, please rate us online on iTunes, everything like that. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at I am Chris Asbrock. Uh, Jim, you gotta get on Twitter, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about it. You should. Yeah. You should. Maybe I'll take a gander. There you go. There you go. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> um, or you can also follow us uh, at FTI Combat Sports. Uh, like us on Facebook. You can follow. I mean, you can find all that information on on the website. Uh, but again, we'd like to thank uh, Dickie's uh, Dickie's Barbecue Pit for being you know the main sponsor for the show. Again, check out Dickies.com. Uh, the two brand new locations opening up here in the Cincinnati area, the one in South Lebanon, which is open now, and then the one uh, upcoming here in Mason, uh, Ohio. I believe that's it. You know, I think this has been a uh, been a pretty good show. Yeah. And uh, we will, you know, we'll be back at it here. I don't know, hoping, uh, hoping next week. So we'll... Uh, we'll give them, we'll give them another shot. So with that being said, we'll uh we'll sign off and you know, we'll see you guys until next time. Yeah, until next time. Watch the fight.